Okay, you are here and we are going to talk about competitor analysis. Um, if you actually have other businesses besides um, doing weddings or thinking about doing weddings and renting it out, um, this works for everyone. And um, every time I get a client that comes to me that's getting ready to start a business, whatever it is, photography, cupcakes, hair salons, whatever the, the gist is, if this is their first time getting into it, they they really don't know what, about pricing. And it's like the number one question, what what should I charge? How much should I charge for this? And I always tell everybody, man, you got to start with market research. I mean, because there's no like fixed answer to it. If you choose the same number as everybody else's, maybe you're not actually um, making as much money as they are. I mean, your price is based on your costs and, and everything that's related to you. And also, maybe you want to do something that's different and it's actually got a better value to the clients and the customers that are out there. So, you know, don't worry about how much you're going to charge for anything until you really do have a pretty good understanding of what your market is and where your opportunities are. So the first step is competitor analysis. And that is, let's figure out who's in your market and what they're already doing and what they do really good, what they do poorly, what you can do because and should do because everybody else is doing it and it makes sense and what things maybe you'll offer to make yourself stand out a little bit. And so if you went to the website, uh, weddingvenuebiz.com, there's a tab that says free business tools and venue business tools. You click on that. There's a form to fill in to put in your name and your email. And then you get a, a passcode that gets you to a secret page that has all my downloads. And I created these for the people that bought the book and because some of the details you just, I mean, without getting the book too long or maybe too complex, I really wanted that book to be just simple, straightforward, a, you know, read it in a weekend and be able to, you know, put things into action right away. And I had decided after, you know, getting some questions from people that what I wanted to do was then follow up and provide some additional resources for people to be able to have this is what I do for a living. So in addition to living here and working on the farm and supporting our farm business, I also do um, business coaching and marketing and development. So these are these are the same strategies that I use with really any client. The ones that I have on the website I made specifically for the wedding business. And so my language used in it is so that it's easier for to track if you're in the wedding business instead of making it generic. And so if you haven't, go there, download the competitor analysis, the niche and market assessment, and the target market research. And there's a couple of other things on there as well. And that way you have them here with you and you can uh, go through it with me and walk you through. So um, the first thing that you want to do is you want to get a survey of everybody that's out in your market and break it down and find out you know, who's there doing something similar to this. You know, even if you make a few phone calls or do a couple of web searches and you find that no one's doing it, well, then find out somebody's got to be doing something, right? People get married all the time. There are wedding venues everywhere. And you want to kind of be able to plot out um, where people choose to get married and, you know, and get that information. And that's your baseline. And so with the competitor analysis form, the guide that you downloaded, by all means, make copies of it so that you can fill one out for each of the, the folks that you research out. And you have one for everybody that's out there. I suggest that you probably want to do at least three to five venues that are in the area that are close to where you want to locate or you are located. Um, ones that offer similar services or features as you. So you're looking at three to five outdoor venues that have tents and do summer only 
or if you have a farm you're looking for three to five farm venues um, if you're actually in town and like I said before you know this is applicable to anybody that wants to get into the wedding venue business so maybe you've got a cool old warehouse in you know a historic district and you want to be able to rent that out uh, that's hugely popular in like the Seattle area and other areas uh, see if anybody else is doing something similar and um, find those and make sure that you also get a cross representation of different prices that way you can actually plot out what that dollar amount equates to in terms of value that a client or a couple is getting by going to that location and um, and I always say definitely if you're rural but you're close to a major metropolitan area like we are out here just outside um, Seattle then definitely go and look at some of the top venues in the Seattle market and see if there's anything there that again is an attraction for people choosing that location that you might actually be able to integrate into your venue and that was one thing I will tell you that was a piece for me with Dairyland was that having lived in Seattle having lived downtown in particular and just being a nut for historic buildings and cool old you know brick walls and things like that the the approach that we wanted to take with Dairyland was that you could have some of that cool rustic feel you know and that urban you know warehousey type look but you could do it also out on a farm and that's a, a big driving factor and we also wanted the um, the philosophy and the um, lifestyle to feel a little bit more urban and less you know uh, down home hick and I mean listen we all wear our car hearts and you know there's mud on everybody's shoes out here and stuff so it's not like we're all pristine or anything but definitely we wanted to make sure that anybody that that was at home in the city could feel like they could come out to our place and still be able to have a conversation with somebody and that person on the other end got them and understood them so so anyway so you're gonna break down um, first thing you're gonna do is obviously is you're gonna get their name and you're gonna describe their business what do they do what do they offer um, if you can man try to find out how many bookings they get a year you know when you call up a venue and you're like hey I'm thinking about opening up something and I'm doing a little bit of market research are you willing to share some information with me I'm gonna bet most of the time no one's gonna like hang the phone up on you or be rude to you um, this is an industry of happiness and there are plenty of weddings to go around for everybody and one thing that you know we know about in our community up here in Snohomish is that we've got a ton of wedding venues and we all have farms or outdoors or historic buildings or whatever but we also all get together you know every two months and talk about our businesses and share with each other and help each other out so don't be afraid to to call up a venue and say hey how are you guys doing what's your schedule look like for this upcoming summer how many bookings do you get and then um, you want to also try to establish where they are in the market share um, how do they compare to other places in the venue so once you actually start to to get an idea you can sit there and go well I know this venue is the one that gets all the weddings they are booked out solid for two years in advance and then this one um, is you know not so much and then also take note of your market saturation how many venues are like that one already out there so for example if you're looking at outdoor backyard weddings roughly how many are in your area three four five twenty um, and try to figure out you know what that market is then the next step that you want to do is you want to start to map this all out spreadsheets please be familiar with using spreadsheets they're vital to every business um, I don't care if you use Google Sheets or you know you're an office products person but getting everybody down on a spreadsheet so that you can actually look at them is um, is hugely important because the next thing that you want to do is you want to actually break out a SWOT analysis which is an acronym for strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats and so if you've never done a SWOT analysis it's a, it's a really core piece 
don't freak out over doing this. This isn't something that you need to um, stress on, but it's a great exercise and it, it starts to sharpen up those skills and muscles in your brain when it comes to business on how to be able to think analytically about this. Um, you know, people drive into business and they're excited because they love accounting or they love doing hair or, you know, they love baking, but there, there has to be a tactical approach to everything that you do because at the end of the day, your business will not survive if you don't pull back and, and maintain some objectivity, pull your passion, put it off to the side and look at this, um, from again, from a tactical business standpoint. And so a SWOT analysis puts all your competitors down there and you, you put yourself into the, the pit with them and you break out um, how everybody compares to each other. So strengths are obviously, what are the features and services that your competitors have that actually is their advantage over other ones? And um, maybe sometimes it's their location. Uh, you know, maybe 20 venues are all 20 miles outside of town, but then there's this one that's like five miles outside of town, but it's still big and rustic. And that's huge because people hate to drive. Um, maybe they've got uh, different rental periods. Maybe their um, the quality of the architecture is a higher level, like the spaces are prettier or the furnishings are more expensive or, you know, whatever it is. Um, maybe they offer other services um, or features that other people just don't have. And so you want to break that down. And then um, what are their weaknesses? What's everybody's weaknesses? And try to find them and think about it. Like if you're looking at above at that market share question and you find out that one venue just doesn't have as many bookings as others, um, you know, find out why that might be the case. And it could be something like, yeah, they're way out there. Like they're beautiful and everybody loves it, but they can't get as many people to come out to their location because it's a commitment and driving and there aren't a lot of hotels around or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, sometimes a weakness could be, as I noted in the, the handout that it could be bathrooms, you know, um, maybe other venues have invested in building in permanent restrooms that are all really nice, but these guys out there are like, listen, we're doing the seasonally. So we, you know, bring in porta potties and, you know, some people actually care about that kind of stuff. So then the, um, the real advantage here or the, the next part for you and your competitor analysis is look at your opportunities. And so you start to kind of map this out and go, okay, well, what could you do that you could incorporate into your business that from these strengths and weaknesses? So, you know, how can you, um, how can you capitalize on somebody's um, weakness and how can you actually include their strength or enhance it and start to break that out? And so in the handout, I actually do give you a sample table of how to set this up where you put in your competitor in your left-hand column, your next column is strengths, then weaknesses, and then what your opportunities are. And there's an example um, of being able to go through that. So, you know, I use a farm as an example where its strengths are that it's, it's got a big, beautiful barn for bad weather and it's got great views of, you know, a winery or something like that. But its downside is that it's 30 miles outside of town and that because it has a septic system on site that's uh, older, they only have like two bathrooms out there for, you know, uh, smaller groups of people. And so your opportunity is okay, if I wanted to have something that's competitive with that, then I get to maybe think about building a rustic canopy, you know, so that I have the same benefit. And maybe I can actually invest in the toilets because that might actually make a huge difference because I can have bigger groups. Um, and so that's how that, that exercise works. And then um, the last part of competitor analysis that you want to be able to do is, um, is establishing threats. And the threats are what could change everybody's business, you know, um, that you can either plan for, anticipate, or, you know, think could actually happen. 
And, um, you know, one of the biggest threats and obvious threats that people think about is the threat of other venues opening up. And so is that like a legitimate concern? Like, are you in an area as you did a competitor analysis where there really aren't a lot of people there, but if you come out and you open up your outdoor wedding venue on your property and everybody starts to, you know, go, oh my gosh, that's an amazing opportunity. And boom, you know, 10 more open up in the next two years. That could be a threat to your business. doesn't mean you'll go out of business, but it means you need to be able to anticipate that you could end up setting a trend here that um, could work against you if you aren't ready to, um, to be able to be established before they get going. Um, the other threat is looking at, you know, these businesses and, and also your own business and consider like, okay, if I start doing weddings here and my, I've got neighbors around me and maybe they're, you know, half mile or a mile away, could they actually start to have problems with it and shut this down? You know, what kind of protections do I have in place to be able to mitigate that? Um, do I have noise ordinances to deal with? And do I have measures that I'm able to put into place because I've got, you know, houses within a half mile? Um, what do I need to do to go talk to them and make sure my neighbors are all cool? How do they let them know to contact me directly? You know, things like that. Um, other threats could be um, changes in policy and legislation. So if you're a rural property, it's possible that, um, you know, that somebody might come along and say, listen, you know, all these wedding venues are terrible for, our, you know, our farms and communities. So we're going to shut them all down and make it illegal to do them. And that's a real threat. That's something that you have to think about. So um, doing that exercise of, you know, establishing, you know, what could be a possible negative outcome for you in the future and then planning for that, you know, is going to help you out quite a bit. So your competitor analysis is really you sitting down. Um, the best ways to do it are honestly Google search, you know, or whatever search engine you like to use. Start there. And when you're doing the competitor analysis, do it from the framework of a couple searching you know, put yourself in the mindset of that person who's sitting down getting married and, you know, type in phrases such as um, wedding venues near me, barn wedding venues, rustic outdoor locations, you know, just a bunch of those keywords and see what pops up out there. Um, part of your strength, too, that you might note is when you're doing online searches, which ones show up and which ones show up consistently, because that is a piece of the whole pie here with uh, marketing and analysis is um, search engines and how uh, how well you'll arrive in search engines and look at the quality of their websites that can be a strength or it can be a weakness as well um, and so take note of those kinds of elements in there so competitor analysis first find out how many minds are out there in your minefield and know where they're at and know what they're up to and that will then allow you to um, start to move into the next phase which is your niche and market assessment um, and so again, Google is great for that. Make some phone calls. Don't be afraid to ask some questions in there, but this is definitely a step one to get you going on either finding property. Again, this is useful. If you haven't found your property, see who's out there and see what they're doing, because this will help you decide which type of property maybe you want, or you've got one and you're ready to go and you want to see how you're going to position yourself. So, um, looking forward to you sliding in on the next episode, which is on niche and market assessment. Hi, so this has been another episode of Wedding Venue Business Radio Podcast. If you would like to submit a question for me to answer on the show, please go to the website at WeddingVenueBiz.com. Find the contact form there and type in your question or comment that you have for me, and I am happy to answer it on the podcast. Again, my name is Ami Quiritoni, and I am, as always, extremely grateful for your time. Have a great day.